0: Hello and welcome to this, Talking Dogs. I'm Graham Hall, or there's a chance you might know me better as the dog father. I've been working with dogs for more than 10 years, and for the last few of those years I've been helping struggling dog owners on televisions, dogs behaving very badly. Now I'm really determined to make sure all dogs and people live together in perfect harmony, which is why I'm giving even more advice, um, as well as telling the odd dog tale from my career, on this podcast. Is there such a thing as too friendly a dog? That's what we all want, right? A friendly, loving, affectionate dog, of course. But if their version of being friendly is manically jumping all over you and your family, excitedly stamping on your face when you're sat on the sofa, and being too boisterous with a ball outside to the point of making children cry, all because they think it's how you do fun playtime, well, that's going to be a problem very quickly, especially if they're a large breed. Now there's, there's someone who knows all too well how exhausting it can be having a friendly, excitable dog and that's Leanne. Leanne, I, I came and met you and two-year-old boxer Woody for the TV show Dogs Behaving Very Badly What was life like with, with Woody before I came to you?
1: Oh, it was pretty unbearable really I mean, we love him so much but life was really hard When I used to try and take him for a walk, I would be dragged out of the house. I could Couldn't even hardly lock the front door. He'd drag me up onto the street, up the steps onto the street, out out into the middle of the road, dashing just for the whole walk. He wouldn't stop or calm down the whole time. When people come over, he, he didn't just jump up at them. He would be lunging at them and physically pushing people over. Um small children, old people, anybody that come into the house he would be lunging at, and when Ben used to have friends over they they couldn't go out the back to play because Woody would just be jumping at them, taking the ball off them. It was just constantly like that all the time.
0: Yeah, it was a big problem for your son, Ben, wasn't it? Yeah. Trying to play with the ball. Yeah. And it's it's a classic boxer thing. They love to play yeah. boxers. Somebody once sent me one of those sort of round-robin emails, and it was, it was um, uh, how many of this breed of dog does it take to, to change a light bulb, right? So it was things like, right, the border collie was, well, when I've changed the light bulb, do you want me to check the wiring for you? Because they're famously clever, yeah? The Rottweiler said, make me. <laughs> right? And the boxer, <laughs> I've never forgotten this, the boxer said... Why change the light? I can play with my ball in the dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and that's boxers all over, they just love to play. But Woody's idea of playing was, was well, it was literally bringing Ben to tears, wasn't it, from time to time?
1: Yes, 100%. Even when he was playing on his own, Woody would just be jumping at him, constantly taking everything off him. We'd, we'd have to lock Woody inside because he, he just wouldn't allow him to play at all we just couldn't do anything well even in the mornings uh obviously i've been working from home i'd have to come down and totally woody proof the living room that would be rolling up the rug putting things in front of the tv in the unit putting all the yeah. cushions away because he would take the cushions and you know take them out the back he'd be ripping up the rug yeah
0: i remember watching you when you were when you were well, I, I was about to say when you were taking him for a walk, but of course, I think we both know it was the other way around, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there was moments there on the way to the to the park where he literally <laughs> grabbed hold of a lamppost. I'm like, "What are you doing? I'm having a rest is the only chance I get."
1: Yeah, that's what it used to be like all the time.
0: I, I mean, I love working with Boxers because they're just so funny. They're the they're the, the the comedy dog, aren't they? Yeah. But his idea of fun was causing you. And your family, a big problem. So all, all we did was calm things down a bit. So I think the problem that you had getting out the door was just that this is the start of your walk. And if you can't start your walk in the right way, what chance have you got when you get to the street? And what I noticed before is you, you couldn't get out the door and lock the door. You was pulling your arm off. Yeah. Um, so it's like, whoa, let's just slow this down. Mm. So... It's like you want to go for a walk. We all want to go for a walk. You get to go for a walk if you calm down, right? If you rush out the door, the door closes. Yeah. So it's a real simple technique. Nothing nasty, you know. Just the consequence for 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 amping things up and 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 being pushy was that no, no, the door closes. So control yourself, you know. So in effect, with that, we're just sort of teaching him a bit of self-control, you know. Yeah. Um, you can, even though you're a boxer. Yeah, and but, that's you know yeah. that's
1: what we did expect. We expected him to be full of life and lively. But as I said, I mean, he, well, you saw yourself, he was on another level. But like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I can open the front, you know, the living room door. And until I say I'm ready to go, he won't go out to that door. Each a
0: stanza, mm. I did think myself that the back garden thing we so we were out the back garden playing with a football, and, and you, you, your son Ben was there. The problem was that that Woody would just nick the ball, wouldn't he? And then you couldn't catch him because he's going to be faster and more agile than us, so that was his game steal the ball and just poke fun at people, <laughs> yeah. Um, but of course, the effect that was having on. Ben, it was upsetting because Ben had got used to Bo, your old boxer. She was a karma dog. And I know he sort of felt almost bullied by Woody, didn't he? I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So the training there was very much about, again, sort of teaching Woody a bit of self-control, calming things down. So, again, I always think the, the simplest things are the best. So it's like we, we get hold of the the, the ball. It's like you can have the ball. You can play with it, but on our terms. So it's like we got him to sit. It's like if you sit, good boy, keep sitting, and okay, you can play with the ball. Yeah. So the game there was very much, you know, we can play this together but there's rules attached now, you know, so you still get to play, but you've got to control yourself. How did Ben feel about all that after I'd gone? Because we sort of give him that ability back to play with his dog, didn't we?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, He was so grateful because, like, when they go out the back now... he does still try to take it sometimes, but Ben will sort of kick the ball to Woody and Woody sort of pushes it back with his nose. Ah, so wow. you know, they're they're playing now more. Um yeah. and also if Ben is playing with one ball, he can give another ball to Woody, and Woody will play with that one while Ben plays with the basketball and he doesn't try to take it. So as long as he's do you know, got something to play with, but before whatever ball Ben had. Woody wanted to take it off him and and that was that you know mm. and and even though with children coming over you know he does still fuss but he does allow them now to play more mm. outside you know on the trampoline and things and especially if they're involving him and throwing the ball for him and things he's, he's happy. <laughs>
0: answer here. How have you got on?
1: Yeah, I mean, he he really is a lot better. I wouldn't say he's 100% cured because he's still quite inquisitive, and if he sees somebody or something, he does try to sort of dash off. But... Every single day he walks up the steps, Graham. which I know you would probably never believe from when he first came (laughs) to the house. And I used to clear the, I don't know, what is it, 15 steps in like two steps.
0: (laughs) We should explain Um, that your house is sort of below street level and that you've got to go down. Is it 15 steps? Is it all the way down? It's really steep as well. So that's good. Yeah,
1: so that's good. Um, When we get out onto the pavement, he does try to dash out a little bit, but I hold him and I'll say no, you know, and then he will walk. He does then sort of walk for a bit and then he will try to pull, but then, you know, I'll pull pull him back a little bit or, you know, like you taught me to turn him around, like go in the other direction. Yeah. And then we'll continue. But the majority of the walk now is walking, not Great. constantly pulling. So, as I said, it is a massive difference because I take him out now every single day.
0: Oh, well done. Because that was the other thing that was happening, wasn't it? Like a lot of people, because you would got such a major problem, you were... You were skipping the odd day, weren't you? It's like I just couldn't face it yeah. today, and because of that, he was getting worse. So when he did get out, he was like a like a champagne or popping, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Talking about that, what's he like getting out out of the door? Because we put an awful lot of store by just calming things down at the door, didn't we?
1: Honestly, you wouldn't believe it. Um, I don't leave his collar on in the day now. I'm home, uh-huh. so I put I put his collar on, and he'll stand in the kitchen. And then I'll put his lead on, and he just stands there, looking right in my eyes, and he don't go near that door until I say, come on then, let's go. He don't dash out or anything. What he does do, though, if I'm not quick enough, and he wants to go for a walk and I'm not quite ready, he'll open the door and just stand outside until... (laughs) As if to say, come on, i waited, waiting, you know. And then I'll say, C- get back in, you know, because as you know, he opens the doors. Yeah. And then I'll uh, I'll say, get back in, Woody, you're not ready yet. You know, I'm finishing my tea or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, he'll just stand there. As I said, as soon as I put the lead on, he doesn't pull at all. He just stares right in my eyes. It's made a difference with me, obviously, not sort of hyping him up like I used to before you know
0: well there's one thing about boxer owners um, they do say you get a bit like your dog and yeah. uh, boxers, boxers and boxer people are often quite lively yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's I remember coming to your house and, and, and seeing you with him and thinking well this is funny isn't it? it's like we've got this, this very hyper very energetic dog and I've got this very hyper very energetic lady yeah. <laughs> so have you found anything particularly difficult to keep up since i've left you
1: i think sometimes it's me causing a bit of the problem when other people come i i don't know um but i am working on really trying to remain calm you know as you know i'm quite um high pitched and you know I'm trying to really calm it down when people come in instead of like shouting get down buddy get down you know like I used to instead I'm you know more of a deeper voice and Instead of being like Woody, like this, you know, I'm saying Woody, you know, really trying to drag it out rather than uh, <laughs> all high pitched and uh, screechy. So that does help, definitely.
0: No, I think it absolutely does. D- dogs do tend to reflect us, you, you know, and, you know, people say you get like your dog. I think it's the other way around sometimes. The dog gets like you. Yeah, it's interesting that there's more of a problem with you than anyone else. So, yeah, you're right. You're on the right track. Keep things calm. I'll give you a little tip. If you're trying to make any words sound a bit calmer, just stretch it out, make it longer. So, for example, instead of saying, oh, good boy, good, good boy, Woody, good boy, ding, 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 yeah, which kind of revs him up, you could swap that for, oh, good boy. You know, it's that, ooh, and that creates a, let's keep a lid on the excitement thing. So if you can... You know, some of us are naturally quite talky. You know, I'll put my hands up to that one. You know, but you can learn to, to, to give a sort of calmer version of yourself, and that'll help a lot.
1: Definitely, yeah. Well, I've been trying that. Obviously, when because before when he was, he'd walk like normally for I don't know like five seconds or something, and I'd be going goodbye, Woody, goodbye. You know, and then he'd just be like zooming off again. Whereas now he is walking better and now I am saying goodbye really quietly and like you told me to do and then he does just continue to walk normally rather than getting all hyper and zooming off again. So, yeah, that that is definitely Ben.
0: <laughs> I'm chuckling to myself, Leanne, because as you're telling me this, you've slowed down your speech. You're like, I'm walking on. Yeah. <laughs> he's very really good now. Walking on. <laughs> this is funny. But you're right, that's the way to do it. Here's another way to think of it. If you're soothing a baby off to sleep, right, you naturally do the lullaby type of voice. You know, good girl, that's nice. Oh, that's lovely. What you would never do is like, yay, woo, great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the same with a dog. You, you need calm praise f- to keep a lid on things and, 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 and reward the calm behaviour. And you save the excited stuff for things like recall, for example, where you want speed. So, so you, you can be as excited as you like when you're doing those kind of things. If you want excitement, be excited. If you want calmness, be calm. Definitely. <laughs> well, listen, it's, uh, it's been lovely to chat to you. Thank you so much for giving up your time and, and coming back and letting me know how things are gone It sounds like you're very much on the right track. And uh, give Woody a pat on the head from me. Don't rev him up too much, eh? He <laughs> <laughs> <I> won't. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Graham.
0: Okay, well, I just want to show you how we can apply these principles to other situations. Catherine has sent me this voice note.
1: Hi, Graham. We recently got a Cocker Beagle mix called Spencer, and he's now six months old and is causing a bit of trouble with our two young children. He's obviously extremely excitable being a puppy, but having a two- and a six-year-old running around and playing with toys around him really doesn't help. I'd love to know how we can teach him to stay calm so they can play and have toys out around him, without him stealing and chewing them, ideally. Any advice you can give would be absolutely amazing.
0: Great. Well, with Leanne, her son Ben was old enough that I could really get him involved in the training and, and in giving Woody some clear commands. But obviously in this situation, what well, we're talking about very young children who, you know, of course, they'll be pretty energetic themselves and we can't really get them to do much of the training. So, and we certainly can't really calm them down too much. So it's quite a big ask. So let's think about Spencer. He's, he's a cocker cross with a beagle so, so cock is pretty lively working dogs on the go all the time if it moves they go chasing it beagles on the other hand more about smell and and sniffing things out they've always got the nose on the ground right um if you've got a beagle you'll know that in any situation i'm looking at i'm saying to myself okay so how much of this is genetics and how much of this is learned behavior and i always have to bear in mind the kind of dog i'm dealing with when i'm putting together a training plan so i've got an idea for you catherine i think what we do here is teach him without the kids around. difference between his toys and their toys right and i'm going to use a bit of that sort of the sniffy beagle and a bit of that sort of intelligence of checking things out the inquisitiveness of of spaniels so what i would suggest is that we get some of the kids toys and we put them over to one side of the the living room let's say the left hand side for the sake of the argument you know however you're looking at your living room right two three meters away Uh, I'd put uh, a pile of his toys, right? Uh, And what we're going to do is, if need be, you can do this on lead, by the way. So take him towards his toys. If he picks one up, yeah, good boy, that's good. Oh, good boy, yeah, good fun. And what we're doing is we're associating our praise, our positive kind of experience, with the sight and the smell, see where I'm going with that one, right, of his toys, right? So your toys, if it smells like your toys, looks like your toys, good boy, yeah, you can play with that, fine. And then we move him across towards the kids' toys. And I think you can see where this is leading. So he then goes to perhaps pick up one of those toys. And I would I would just prevent him from doing that on the lead. If need be you can stand between him and, and the toys and just very calmly, but you know, firmly, he said, No. In other words, that's not for you. So every time he goes towards those toys, no, you take him back towards his, he picks one of his up, yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're praising him for choosing his toys and we're, you know, simply telling him no. Actually, those toys aren't for you. As time goes on, you can bring those groups of toys closer. And when you get really good at it, you can actually intersperse them. It actually, becomes a really good fun game. So you let him into the room. He has a little old sniff around. He does the beagly thing, All right? Sniff, sniff, sniff. That's one of mine. Good boy. Yes, that's fine. Or he makes a mistake and he gets told no. So that's yours. That's theirs. Never the twins shall meet. And then you can introduce the kids into the mix. So I would train it in isolation without the kids first, make it really simple, make it really clear, make it a bit more difficult by interspersing those toys, and then finally introduce the children back into the mix. That's the plan. And I reckon that would work quite well with a dog who's half a spaniel and half a beagle. Now, if it does get a bit much, when a two-year-old and a six-year-old just start losing it and getting a bit overexcited it may be that you have to take spencer out of it because it might be a bit too much now you know your children obviously better than me it may be that you can get across to them as well the way to play with spencer is is to be calm you know dogs like it when you're calm that kind of thing i'm sure your six year old will get that two year old probably not if i'm honest so if it's all going horribly wrong take spencer out of it and reintroduce him when things have calmed down a bit sometimes time of day can work to your advantage as well. There are definitely times when dogs and children are a bit more hyper than other times. You can watch Leanne's episode of Dogs Behaving Very Badly on demand on My5 and there are new episodes of the TV show every Tuesday on Channel 5. If you'd like my help, support or thoughts on a particular dog behavioural issue, do send an email or, come on, you know you know what's even better than that by now, a voice note to talkingdogs at avalonuk.com. I'll always look forward to hearing from you so I can offer a bit of guidance later on in the series. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy our weekly catch-ups, I'd love it if you'd rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the training tip that could make a real difference to your life. Take care of yourself and your dog, won't you? Bye for now.